Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Alright, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. We're going to talk some World Cup today. Uh, a lot has happened in the past 24 hours. We'll break down all of it. Uh, then we're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk Thanksgiving games. But let's start off with uh, something's not on the rundown. We're going to get into it. Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Just a ridiculous game of football. Did you wake up for it, Drew? I guess on the I- West Coast, it was pretty unkind. Jay. I that's this is one of the ones I was specifically sweating out because I got to make sure that no team scores seven goals. Uh, so I was up and I watched it, and I am in the camp that Argentina gets a complete pass. I mean, yes, you would like to get a confidence building win to start out, um, but uh, I, you know, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia played the match of their lives. Uh, they got two goals when their expected goals was like point one or something, and uh, realistically, the defense and the goalkeeping in the uh, final 40 minutes of that game were just unbelievable for Saudi Arabia. They had some luck. They had some uh, some solid play, but uh, I don't think it's repeatable for Saudi Arabia, and I would not worry about Argentina coming out in the next match and really showing you some splash. Uh, what this does do, though, is it really shuffles the uh, potential knockout shape. We had kind of talked about how the you know, futures building process was going to be throughout round two of the group stage, accumulate positions on teams that were going to find their way to the bottom half of the draw because Argentina and Brazil were going to be on the top. Well, now you have a potential for Argentina being on the bottom, Brazil being on the top. If Argentina comes through second, uh, I think that's very realistic. It's going to depend a lot on this Poland-Mexico match uh, coming up here shortly. But uh, yeah, this is this throws a little bit of chaos into what was a, a pretty high likelihood outcome uh, and is going to make some, some value bets to be made in the futures market i would say yeah i didn't care for this result drew i didn't care for it at all uh, <laughs> I'm a messy golden ball player of the tournament ticket woke up with my five year almost five-year-old daughter and uh watched argentina i mean i know you're giving them a pass they did not look good uh i was speaking to a friend throughout uh who's who made i think the the apt point that it seemed like Ar- their only move was uh, the FIFA through ball hitting the triangle button, delivering the through ball, because they had no alternatives. Every corner was just dismissed. They're not very tall, the Argentinian soccer team. Uh, <laughs> no. Their lack of size, I think, showed up. And I think this is an example of, yes, XG, it was so lopsided. I think it was even more lopsided than England's win over 
Iran. Yeah. But watching right. the game, I didn't think that was an unjust result. Uh, with Saudi Arabia, yes, their chances were very limited, but they took them. And then defensively, they never melted. It, it was never There was never a barrage of really clear opportunities for Argentina in the second half that they butchered. It was just Angel Di Maria just passing it to the opposition time and time again. Messi, I don't know why he didn't pull the trigger on a quintessential Messi shot. Uh, I think in the fourth minute of stoppage time, uh, decided to twirl around and then fell over. Just a really strange game. And uh, yeah, I mean, good for Neymar, Golden Ball <laughs> ticket holders like myself, I guess, <laughs> and for Brazil ticket holders in general, because certainly I think they are big picture. Perhaps the biggest beneficiary of this is that they wouldn't, they won't have to play Argentina in the semi if Argentina don't win the group, which is now very much in peril. Uh, so a lot to unpack, but it'll be a lot clearer, I think, after Mexico, Poland. I am cheering for a draw in that game to uh, restore order in the group. But let's talk about USA and Wales. Uh, start off brightly for Team USA, and then the second half. Uh, just com- they completely fizzled Ooh. out. And I think ultimately it was a just result with Gareth Bale uh, converting the penalty uh, to seal out a one-all draw. Now, it, things are just much as they were before um, the game where USA are now minus 115 to qualify from the group, which is basically their price before the game. What did you see from Team USA and how confident are you that they get out of the group now? It was kind of the the worst case scenario uh, from a handicapping standpoint because all of the things you were excited about, you got confirmation. And then the things you were concerned about, you got confirmation. Uh, They didn't have great finishing quality. They didn't have any kind of depth at all. When they went to the bench, it was just, uh, oh my gosh, why are these guys out here? Uh, And I think in general, uh, it was a tale of two halves the way you laid it out there. And uh, USA is going to need to lean on their starters for more minutes than other teams are going to have to. Uh, If they do come through into the knockout rounds, they're going to be absolutely on fumes. And uh, yeah, this uh, this next match against England is obviously going going to be uh, a very, very hard one for these young men. And I think, um, you know, the, the idea of them just being able to play clean defense, the idea of them being able to control possession, you know, throw that out the window. Like they're going to have to create opportunities in the England match. They're going to have to go, uh, you know, score for score with these guys. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one. I think uh, it's going to be a lot more wide open type of game uh, than what I had originally conceived. Just having seen them now play once against Wales, um, you know, Wales, you know, if Wales had a little bit better finishing quality in that 60 to, to 80 minute range, they probably win that game. They had a lot of chances where they were knocking on the door. It was solid goalkeeping uh, from our guy. But I think uh, realistically, you, you know, with better. Uh, attacking players for England, it's uh, it's not going to be a clean sheet for uh, Team USA on on uh, on Friday. No, I wouldn't have thought so. USA, uh, well, England's price to win that game uh, is floating around minus 200, minus 180, that type of range, which seems about right. I think this group clearly now comes down to who can lose to England by uh, less and who can beat Iran by more. Uh, and so I think, yeah, we'll have a much clearer idea after the England game. But Let's get into a, an even more lopsided matchup um, for one of the countries that one of us is citizens for. And France are minus 400 favourites uh, against the great soccer nation of Australia. Uh, I'll just start by saying that I'm not confident at all. Um, I think minus 400 is, is exactly right. Uh, this Australian team, Australia have had plucky teams at the World Cup before. I think certainly back to, you know, 2006, 2002, where, you know, teams with... Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, Lucas Neal, Brett Emerton. Like the teams were loaded with, you know, quality Premier League players 
uh, who bizarrely almost always played for Leeds or Everton. But, you know, this team right now, it's not in the same caliber. Like these players are playing in the Scottish League, the best player on the team. Uh, Aiden Trustich, he plays uh, for Hells Verona in Italy. It's not the same level of team. They had a arduous route to get here, uh, needing a very dramatic penalty shootout against Peru, um, which was one of the more bizarre sporting moments of the year. But I'm not expecting much from Australia. I think the Denmark drawing with Tunisia certainly helps them in the group, where now it's viable they could get out. Uh, but I'm not feeling too optimistic. Do you think France rolls in this one, Drew? I am buyer beware on France. Uh, I think market has them rated, and this is not just in this particular match, but, um, you know, just generally for the tournament, um, you know, they, they may win two nothing like, you know, don't freak out here. I think this is, this is still probably correct, right. You know, right team favored. Um, but there's a lot of warning signs here about France. They certainly have not had uh, an especially impressive uh, workup to this tournament, um, either in results of their matches played or in health. Uh, they are missing their two most important midfielders in N'Golo Conte uh, and, uh, uh, and Paul Pogba, not available. Kareem Benzema, also not available. Like those are three relatively high, you know, those are world-class players. They may have the depth to be able to backfill there in a way that they can at least still be competitive and get into the later stages of this tournament. But I don't think it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there is still a little bit of um, questions in terms of how this team has come together since their World Cup victory last time out. Uh, you know, it just seems a little bit, uh, you know, unclear that, uh, you know, that there is, you know, solid leadership in that uh, locker room. So it's, it's still buyer. Yeah. Buyer beware for me on France overall. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, if ultimately they come out and put on a show against Australia, then I think that tells us more about Australia than it tells us about France. Um, but the Socceroos have, uh, you know, they have some pride. I think they can keep this within uh, you know, two or three goal margin. Okay. Yeah, two, three goal margin. <laughs> really good. Seven goals might be in jeopardy. But yeah. France certainly like long-term, not very bullish, on their prospects at, at this World Cup. I just think with with just missing Pogba and uh, N'Golo Kante, who are you know two of their four most important players, two of their four best players, um, two guys yeah. who lost the last World Cup, the fact that they're out and it's, yeah, Rabiot and Schumann, uh who haven't really played together as the midfield pivot, that's not mm-hmm. ideal. I don't think Benzema being out is really as significant as a Ballon d'Or winner missing the World Cup would typically be uh, sure. just because you've got Kylian Mbappe, you've got Antoine Griezmann. I think that if they play Giroud, he's kind of almost fits better with those guys. Um, you'd rather have Benzema because of the talent, but with Mbappe uh, and Griezmann, they have enough attacking talent. So anyway, let's hope that um, Australia can channel uh, the ghosts of 2006 um, when uh, they, they – very nearly took down Italy in the round of 16 um, after getting through Turkey uh, and Japan earlier in the group stage. So, you know, France have been prone to disasters at World Cups in the past. Back in 2002 when they lost 1-0 to Senegal in the opener. So, you know, hopefully we can we can uh, get them, but I, I don't think we will. Uh, and also a reminder, you can watch Spanish language coverage of all the World Cup matches on Telemundo, including USA, England on Friday. We're right. missing uh, one of maybe the key points of this whole thing. France starts slow. They start slow yeah. in World Cups. They try to build into the tournament. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, in 2018, where they ultimately went on to become champions, their first match was against Australia. And it took an 81st minute own goal 
uh, for yeah. France to come through there 2-1. So uh, I'm not giving up hope that Australia can pull off the second impossible of the day. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I don't think Didier Deschamps is a great coach either, just quietly, even though he won the World Cup, so he kind of gets sure. a free pass all the time. I'm not sure um, that he is the best coach. So certainly some disaster potential there, and I'll be cheering for it. Uh, also be cheering for the Detroit Lions, uh, who are plus nine. Uh, really a kind of Australia World Cup type of team, the Detroit Lions, who are uh, nine-point dogs. Home to Buffalo, the total is a robust 54. That's the biggest that we've had. In a while, uh, the lookout on this was more like 10. Uh, it's come down. The total has gone up from the lookout of 52 and a half. Uh, I kind of like the Lions plus nine. Where are you at? I, I was inclined here to try to get involved with Buffalo points as opposed to uh, not laying the points, but just team total over uh, because the way that they match up against the Detroit defense is like mouthwateringly solid. <laughs> like this is if Detroit uh, ultimately uh you know covers this big big point spread it's because they get to 28 points not because they keep buffalo out from getting to 30 um so i think buffalo will get theirs in this one it's much more of a, a question of how how fit is the buffalo defense coming into this game how prepared are they for the specific kind of unique nature of what detroit's trying to do offensively detroit is not your normal team in terms of some of the concepts they're running offensively they're a little unique uh, and that could catch, catch less frazier and buffalo by surprise to a degree so uh, this looks like a decent over spot the over obviously has taken an absolute beating uh, up to 54 right now um you know especially in a season where we just have not seen many games get even into this rare air in terms of closing price this has uh, been one-way traffic to the over even with the high opener so um up to 10 right now at a couple of the market makers buffalo is being bet over is getting bet so i think uh, in general i'm in strong agreement here with the market move on this tuesday morning yep i think there's a couple things. One, let's see how banged up Buffalo's defense is, whether they get some guys back there, because that's been the thing for the past mm -hmm. month. They've just been hugely injured on defense. And then the other thing, too, is that Allen is now, this is four games in a row of Josh Allen not being uh, the idea of Josh Allen, where you know he's throwing two picks of uh, the three games prior to Cleveland in each game. And then against Cleveland, like he was fine. His stat line was okay, 18 for 27. 197 yards, touchdown, no picks, took two sacks, but he didn't run the ball at all. Three carries, seven yards, and I don't know, he just didn't He didn't look right, and now it's a short week with the elbow, which presumably is still lingering. Uh, so that's just one thing for us, because I'm not sure we're going to get the full Josh Allen experience. Maybe we will, maybe the extra time helps him, but I would just be a little bit concerned there. And I think also the rest of the way, you just have to project Detroit as being a, a, above average offense going forward, oh, yeah. like the thought they were at the start of the season with you know Amon Ra back fully healthy Jamal Williams leading the league in touchdowns a really solid offensive line and Jared Goff I think you know he had better stat lines uh in Los Angeles but I think this is probably the best that Jared Goff has ever played in his career like relative to his context so look I think that this is a team that is going to see plenty of high totals uh the rest of the way and this game's going to have repercussions um, in the futures market as well because Buffalo, I think their price to win the AFC East right now is, is kind of ridiculous um, that they're so yeah. heavily favored over Miami. Um, and as a Miami AFC East ticket holder at plus 250 um, from the past couple of weeks, I certainly hope that the Lions win. Um, but I do think that is still value uh, at the current market price. And then Detroit, if they win this, then they're in the playoff picture in the 
uh, the pretty pitiful NFC. So we'll break all that down uh, right. afterwards. But uh, yeah, Lions are going to be a fun team uh, the rest yeah. of the way. Do you have any inside info? Yeah, do you have any inside in, info or intel? Was Josh Allen, did he have to shovel his own driveway? Because that could do something to your elbow if you're shoveling six feet of snow. Judging by the way that Josh Allen uh, was leaning forward on his runs with his elbow in the game against Minnesota, I don't think that he uh, I don't think he has much regard for his body. So I take I take him to be a man who shovels his own snow. Everything I've heard about <laughs> Josh Allen as well from uh, you know, people who have met him and engage like he's just a hundred percent approval rating. So uh, yep. I trust he's a man who shovels his own snow. Drew, <laughs> uh, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in the World Cup, college football, and the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, there will be two opportunities to win $100,000 this week by playing Sunday Night 7. Your first chance is guessing the outcome between the Pats and Vikings on Thanksgiving night, followed by another contest surrounding the Packers and Eagles in Philadelphia Sunday evening. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Pick me! Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. 
Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. All right, let's talk Giants and Cowboys. This is the only game uh, that I had a proper crack uh, at the opener. I took a lot. Dallas minus seven and a half. So Dallas minus eight. Well, it's now up to minus nine. Uh, I still don't understand the line. I think I would bet that it's going to close double digits. That would be my inclination. Uh, I just think that the the Giants, one, they're not very good and they've never been very good. Two, now they're starting to deal with some serious injuries with the Dory Jackson out four to six weeks. Uh, it's one of their starting yeah. corners. Wondell Robinson done for the year, torn ACL. Uh, they couldn't do anything against the Detroit defense. Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 22 yards. So I think this is all going in the wrong direction. I think the Cowboys destroy them. What say you? That's certainly the read. <laughs> the, uh, I tend to skip the Dallas game on Thanksgiving just because I can never get a good read for what that team, you know, how they come into these games. Um, I entirely agree with your thoughts on the opener. This was uh, two points too short. It's up to nine and a half. It's getting bet now. Uh, I thought the total also was a little bit low. I think the loss of Odori Jackson matters. I think in general, Dallas is going to be able to do a pretty decent job of picking on this week's secondary. And I think in general, yeah, the Giants are team that's going to have to find ways to get their offense going if they're going to want to you know stay in this game if they're going to want to for a lack of a better term they, they got to kind of have to save their season like they they were seven and two that was a bad loss to detroit if they lose to dallas here and they're looking down their schedule it's a lot a lot of games that they are going to be either underdogs like this or you know just you know kind of need things to go right to get these wins uh if this team i think finishes seven and ten which at the beginning of the year we would have been like Seven and ten. All right. This is a bad team. Good job, guys. Uh, seven and ten. If they, if at this point, if they finish seven and ten, it's going to be perceived as a disaster. Um, and uh, so, I think in general, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see how Dable and company handle uh, the adversity uh, because they are. They were one of the least talented rosters in the NFL to start the season, and they have lost a lot of talented players. And so now here they are, you know, with the, you know, the absolute reserves uh, in a, you know, in a monumentally important game and they're, you know, 10 point dogs. So um, I had a little bit of a taste at an over 44 here. It's up to 44 and a half. Uh, I think that's the right directional uh, move here, but you're counting on, you know, Giants offensive line being able to block and keep Daniel Jones upright. And Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are going to basically have to get it all the way, you know, done on the ground uh, by themselves. No Anthony Barr in this game. Uh, so interested to see how Dallas utilizes Michael Parsons. Uh, but those are all my notes. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think that the Giants right now, they're 30th in the league by PFF grade. They're 21st by DVOA. I say a true 
talent level right now projects probably halfway between those two, the 25th best team in the league, that type of range. And their schedule, which has been, you know, incredibly easy to this point when you consider that, you know, the Dallas game they played earlier in the season was against Cooper Rush and they played the Titans in week one when the Titans uh, were really kind of flailing to open the season uh, with that loss to the Giants then getting blown out by the Bills the week after. The rest of the way, it goes obviously at Dallas, Washington twice, Philadelphia, at Minnesota, Indianapolis, uh, at Philadelphia. Uh, all those teams are better than the Giants. The Commanders are a better team than the Giants right now because of what the Commanders are doing on defense. So, look, I bet Brian Dayball to win Coach of the Year last week before the Detroit game at plus 600 just because I thought that even if they're really bad – they're much shorter than plus 600 to get to 11 wins, which at that point was just going four and four. Uh, now it doesn't look so good because they lost that game where they were three-point favorites. So I think they kind of had to have. But uh, now I, yeah, I think it's all going to fall apart for the Giants. And I think that the Cowboys uh, are going to crush them uh, and continue to make it a really a, a three-horse race in the NFC between Dallas, Philly, and the Niners. Um, it's a shame we never got a sell high on the Giants, right? Like usually a team like this that overperforms against the soft schedule at some point gets market inflated and you can really kind of pull the rug on them. Never really got a chance to do that with the Giants. I guess maybe last week, if you want to point to the, you know, they were, but they were still just, you know, field goal favorites against the, uh, you know, the Lions at, at home. Um, is the way to pull the rug on the Giants to bet Washington make the playoff? Yes, at plus 150, considering that they have two cracks at them and Washington just in general playing like a much better team right now. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think that as well, Washington get Atlanta this week, which is obviously a very winnable game. So the Commanders, all of a sudden, uh, it fe- the Commanders, it feels like they should be three and eight, um, but somehow they're six and five and uh, have a chance to to really position themselves well in the NFC. I th- I I mean, plus one fifty to make the playoffs isn't so appetizing with Washington. I think that if you're looking at that, why don't you go bet Ron Rivera to win Coach of the Year at hundred to one? Uh, I think that's probably the better play if you're looking to attack Washington. And look, in terms of the sell high point on the Giants, I, st- I think it's right now. I still think this line is too small. Minus nine <laughs> okay. is a sell high point on the Giants. Uh, I think it's up 10 and a half. So I would be betting the Cowboys. This is my favorite line um, of the week. Uh, and we'll get into a couple ones later on, but this is the one that stands out the most. All right, Drew. Download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. All right, let's close out by talking Pat Vikings, the night game. Uh, on Thanksgiving night, the line is Vikings minus three. The total is 42 and a half. Christian Darasaur has been just about the best tackle in football he is going to be out with a second uh consecutive concussion mm-hmm. uh what do you make of this line drew who do you like uh that particular injury matters in this contest in my mind i think the uh, patriots defense is just primed for another 
outstanding potential performance. I know this is indoors. I know that there's a lot more talent on the field, particularly with Justin Jefferson out there than what the Jets brought to the table last week. But the idea that you have, uh, you know, a well-coached and uh, solid pass rush going up against Kirk Cousins, who is immobile and is, you know, missing his most important offensive lineman. Um, I think that that makes this game more like a pick em. Uh, and so I think taking Patriots at the plus money right now on the money line is the angle. Uh, and I think, you know, the idea that Mac Jones is never going to find any kind of continuity or comfort or positives at all in this offense is, is tough for me to buy into. I think at some point he will have a game where you're like, okay, all right. He's showing me, reminding me of some of the good things that he had last year. Um, and if it never materializes, then that's a you know a question for the offseason, I guess. But um, I'm fine going to war with the Patriots with Belichick in a primetime game in a short week. Uh, better coach. Uh, and, you know, again, there are very few, you know, kind of situational angles that are still not built in, into price in the NFL. But the one that is in my mind is rookie head coaches on a Thursday night game. If you are a new head coach, it takes years of actually going through this series scenario where you realize, um, okay, we're going to have to have the stuff we want to run on offense installed the week before because there is not enough time, there's not enough practice to get the wrinkles that you want installed for a game like this in a short week of prep. And, and Minnesota going up against a, a very, very, very good talented defense like the Patriots is it makes it that much more complicated. Minnesota coming off of a horrific game where they're going to need to make adjustments and need to fix some things makes it that much more complicated. Missing Derisaw makes it that much more complicated. So a lot of, you know, kind of sort of qualitative angles here that I think you can ding uh, the Vikings and just kind of gives me that much, uh, that's that much more confidence to go to the window and back, uh, back a Mac, Jones, Mac Jones led Patriots in prime time. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I love the Patriots <laughs> plus three. Uh, I think that line is incorrect. I think that, look, Mac Jones coming into the season, I don't think it would have been unreasonable to have him in the same class of quarterback going forward as Kirk Cousins for this year. I don't think that now that seems wrong, given that even though Kirk Cousins has been very good this year, he's still been much better than Mac Jones. To your point, though, I would not give up on Mac Jones just based on you know, what he did last year where he was, uh, I believe, top 12 quarterback by luck-adjusted EPA. He, this year, look, I think that coming off the injury, uh, he played against the Bears, but he was still seemingly a little bit hobbled. And then his three games since then where he hasn't been good, two games against the Jets who have an elite pass defense, and then one against the Colts where he didn't really have to do anything uh, and they were just nursing the lead the whole time. So I wouldn't write off Mac Jones yet. He's still got a good offensive line. He's got weapons. So I think that that offense will get better as the season goes on. And the defense right now is the best in the league by DVOA. Uh, and they are absolutely rolling. Yes, Zach Wilson is horrific uh, and maybe the worst starting quarterback in the league. But at the same time, like Zach Wilson was able to do a lot more against Buffalo than he was in either game against New England. So I think there is something to be said for just the degree to which uh, Zach Wilson uh, was absolutely pummeled by the New England defense twice. So, look, right now the Vikings are 24th in DVOA uh, as a team, um, which is obscene for a team that's 8-2. and two. They have a negative point differential uh, marvelously. So I think this line, yeah, I, I think it should be more like one, one and a half. I think neutral field, the Patriots are probably better than the Vikings um, at this point with Darius yeah. out. So, yeah, I like... Uh, 
I like the Pats here in this spot. So it'd be good to get some action on um, the Pats and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Drew, favorite time of the show. I get to read the National Dog Show promo, Release the Hounds. It's the Thanksgiving tradition like none other. The National Dog Show presented by Purina. Thousands of dogs, one that you can see if you're watching on YouTube right now on your screen. Compete for the title of Best in Show. You can watch on Thanksgiving at noon Eastern on NBC and Peacock. All right, to close out, Drew, it looks like we have a question for you on mm. NA. Oof. I I can't win in the NBA right now, man. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's not going well. Uh, absolute golden angles just coming up completely uh, uh, completely short for me. Um, I'm going to stick with my guys, the Kangs. Uh, I don't expect John Moran plays tonight for Memphis. I, as much as I love Memphis, without Ja, without Bain, this is a team that is going to struggle offensively. And the Kings, for what it's worth, uh, I don't know if you saw this, number one offense in the yes. NBA, the awesome. Kings. Um, yeah. Very, very cool. So I, I, that's the only thing on the card for me for basketball tonight. And it's, I got to tell you, it's not very confident. No. No, I mean, I like the Kings as well, plus one and a half um, with the Grizzlies' absences. I don't think John Morant's going to play. I'm not sure he's been officially ruled out. I think he's listed doubtful. Highly expect him to miss. Also, don't mind the Lakers, plus seven and a half. The I looked Suns. at that. I looked Anthony at that Davis. for a while. Anthony Davis is playing at like, like he's not going to be in the mix for MVP or anything, but he's been playing at an MVP level the past week or two. This is the best he's looked since in the bubble when he looked like the best player in basketball. Um, he's been out of his mind. So, look, the Suns are still banged up. I, uh, yeah, I don't mind the Lake Show at, uh, at plus seven and a half on the road to Phoenix. I was on the fence there. You might have nudged me into the uh, into the Lakers camp, but uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta look a little bit harder at that one because there's some depth questions with both teams in this one. Yes, yes, going to be very ugly of the first five minutes of the second quarter, certainly. <laughs> yes. All right, yes. don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, please subscribe and rate us from Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick. Go Australia, go Pats, go Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. Go dogs. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.